Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. So, a few years ago, maybe four or, no, five years ago, maybe more, it's really irrelevant, but it was a few years ago, um, I started a degree in theology, it's true, Miller, I started a degree in theology and loved it, I still haven't finished it, Um, I'm going to pick up some subjects to start next year and finish it off, I've got a few more to go. But yeah, I started it. And when I started it, what I found was I just uh, got so, it's like a a little flame within me to to learn and to to gain knowledge and to grow specifically uh, in knowledge. And um, over time, I was growing and growing in knowledge. And it was great. I loved it. I had all these uh, new... uh, thoughts and it was great. I, I knew my Bible more, had more knowledge about what was in it, um, had more knowledge about who God was and, and what he's like. Um, it was great. It was great. I, I got to learn more about how, how churches run and, and, and the best way for it to, to move forward. I learned a lot. It was great. I was growing very much in knowledge. Um, but I found a few years in that I started to, um, I guess, become cynical and, and critical and a bit judgmental. And I found that I was actually getting, I guess, snobby as well in my spirituality. And that's what started to happen. Um, the series that we're doing at the moment this month, which is an awesome series, is Are You Ready to Grow? As Christians, it's kind of important to grow. Very important. Um, and if we're not growing, we're not growing. And the goal is the moment we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we enter into this journey of, of sanctification. And it's a, a path that we can walk all the, the rest of our life and into eternity and, and things will be made complete when we meet with him face to face. Um, but that, that journey is just that. It's a journey. And we all are called to grow. And I believe that during this uh, season, we're going to see a lot of growth. I believe we're going to see growth in our connect groups, uh, in the SG, in our kids' church, the young adults, everywhere. I'm believing for growth. But especially, I'm believing for growth in, in each and every individual as well. Uh, a spiritual growth. I'm, I'm believing for every one of you here to grow spiritually. Um, we've heard a lot of great stuff on growth. Uh, Pastor Phil, Pastor Julie, Pastor Garth have done some great messages. Uh, I would even encourage you to, to jump online and get on the podcast and have a listen. They've been great. I loved Garth's one. It was last week, wasn't it? 
It's incredible. It's really, really good. Um, let's go to 1 Corinthians. This is something that's super important as we all begin to go on a journey of growth. Because if you're committed, let's, let's commit as a church to grow. Um, and I believe that as we start to grow, we have to keep this one important thing in mind. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We'll go to verse 1. We'll go to 3. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels but have not love, I am a resounding gong, a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but have not love, I gain nothing. Um, I'm just going to read this again, just, just one more sentence. I, I have a, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, like you're pretty much talking about your ultimate Christian right there, um, your absolute ultimate guy. He's the Superman of Christianity right there. Um, but if you don't have love, I am nothing. Nothing. It's not like you're not doing all right. You are nothing. Um, it's pretty, pretty incredible, isn't it? Um, at the beginning of the next chapter, uh, Paul encourages us to, to grow in um, all sorts of areas spiritually, but he commands us to follow the way of love, like he actually commands us. It's, it's, an, it's optional to pursue all the gifts and all the, the different ways that you can grow spiritually. It's a, that's an, a, a choice, but it's a, a command to follow the way of love. See, love is not like other areas uh, of your spirituality. So you, you can't be like, oh, wow, you're an apostle. You, you, you rip, you, you're doing such great preaching. You're planting all these churches, but you don't love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, God didn't really give me that, uh, that gift. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not that good at loving people. Bum, bum. Um, that doesn't work. And what you'll find is in all of his great giftings and his great growth that he's had spiritually, it actually, they'll be so hindered and weakened and over time they will crumble because there's no love. I believe us as human beings were created to love and created to be loved. It's probably our chief calling in life is to love and to be loved. Let's turn to Galatians chapter 5. This was a profound statement to me. I like to please God. When I became a Christian, I was like, yeah, God, you're awesome. I am going to do my best to try and please you. And I know that Garth, in his early stages, was the same way. And early on, I got it. Took you a little bit longer, that's all right. But um, 
early on, I was like just trying to do everything to please him. Like I was throwing out CDs, I was doing this, doing that, getting all crazy. Um, trying to please him and looking up all the laws. And as an early Christian, I remember I started to read like um, Leviticus and stuff. I was like, oh, far out. Because I thought as a Christian, you know, I'm going to read this Bible. I'm going to start and started reading all this um, law in the first five books. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, okay, I can do this. Quickly found out I couldn't do it all and learn a lot about grace. Um, But this was really enlightening for me. And I think this is something that we can all have a good shot at. And this is the compass of, I believe, on how to please God. Galatians 5.14, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. That's profound in many ways. In the scriptures, you can find love, uh, God, as a command, love God about 10 times. You'll find it, roughly 10 times in the word of God. You'll see love your God or or love God about 10 times. Uh, You'll find uh, love your neighbor or love others approximately 200 times. Um, and I was thinking about that. I was like, why Why does he, I mean, he's God. Like, why does he only ask us to love him maybe 10 times and for us to love others like 200 times? And I started thinking about it. I was, this, is, this is just my thoughts on the matter. Um, God being so perfect, if you have a genuine relationship with God, you realize that he's perfect, you realize that he's loved you from before you knew him, he loved you first, that he loves you perfectly, and he will forever and ever and ever. There's no risk or gamble in loving God because you're assured a love in return that, that is just far beyond you could, of any other love that you can imagine. I learned that early. I experienced the love of God when I got saved, and I was like, wow, this nothing compares to your love, Lord. Um, And then I started to think about why 200 times to love others, and then you quickly remember that we are not perfect. Um, We're not always going to love back, and there's risk. There is actually risk in loving others. Um... Because you might get hurt. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a gamble. Uh, we're not perfect. It makes me think of Jesus. Because he loved us. And I guess it was kind of a, not a risk, but a gamble. Not a risk or a gamble, but he, he was very much aware that he would have others not love him back. Jesus came to earth and loved on everyone he came across, like recklessly, without fear of rejection or being hurt. He passionately loved others, everyone he came into contact with. And that is an inspiration for me 
because I know that he can give us the strength to do exactly the same stuff. And I think that is, it's one of the chief calls in life is to love others. Love others. So good. And, 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 and like Jesus, who was in complete uh, surrender and, and submission to his father, God, I believe if we do the same thing, that God actually, see, see we're worried when we're loving others that it's going to maybe hurt our heart or our heart's vulnerable. But I believe that when we as Christians surrender to Christ and give him our all, I believe he protects our heart. He protects it. But I also believe that he can fill your heart with love to love others. It's a supernatural thing. You can love in your own strength or you can love in the strength of God. That's truth. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um, I believe, we're talking about growth, I believe the best place to grow spiritually is church. That's a proven fact. The best place, I've, <laughs> I've, I've had friends and acquaintances that have been like, oh yeah, God's really calling me to go on this journey of growth and I'm just going to have to leave church for like a few years. And, and I've seen them dwindle away to nothingness in their spirituality. But yet I see people that want to grow spiritually and they commit to a church and that's where you grow. That's the, the proof is in the pudding. I've personally witnessed it so many times. The, way, the best place to grow spiritually is in church. But the best way to stay in church is to learn love and loving others. The moment you stop doing that, church becomes a hard place to stay. It's very true. It's very, very true. So the best place to grow spiritually is church. And the best way to stay in church is to love. Yeah. See, we are all weak and broken on our journey of healing and strengthening by God. And sometimes on our journey, it's easier to be critical, judgmental, and unforgiving than it is to love. But the Holy Spirit and the Scriptures remind us that it is possible to do it. Every single person has the ability to love. And you know, right at the start, it said that God created us, humankind, in his image. And I believe that we reflect him best when we love. He's given us all the ability to love. It's a, it's a profound, love is a profound thing. I could actually talk on this topic. I started to get um, subtopics among some. You can talk about love for eternity, I reckon. It's an incredible, profound, it's even, it's even mysterious to me, love. It's incredible. Um, everyone has the, the ability to love. 1 John 4 verse 8. Says one of the, it's one of the most profoundest scriptures. I don't know if we can chuck it up there. Um, it's something that 
I've started to do a bit of study on because it just, it just blows my mind. It's, a, it's profound. It says, um, whoever does not love does not know God because, and this is the bit that hits me every time, God is love. God is love. God is love. Incredible. It does not say anywhere else in the Bible that God is skeptical, God is judgmental, God is unforgiving. It says, the, the, the one time it explicitly says something so profound about God is this. It just says God is love. God is love. And as I said before, I believe that when we uh, genuinely love him and love others is when we reflect him the best, that we look like him the best, that we are in his image the best. So, uh, so at, the end, at the end of our time here, as we know it, everything fades away. Everything fades away except for a few things. And if we go to 1 Corinthians 13, 13, we'll see what remains. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Um, So I found myself, after a few years of studying, getting very skeptical and cynical and all those lovely things. And I came to the profound realization about a month ago now that I drifted off the path of love. I'd put, it's not that I'd left it all together, but it's that I didn't hold that as my chief calling. So that I didn't hold that as my chief uh, area of spiritual growth I did, I, I, it moved knowledge became that as we're all going through this series of growth some of us are going to feel like we're going to grow in our prophetic gifting or we might grow in whatever it is whatever it is that you're growing in be careful it doesn't become more important than love because the moment it does everything starts to crack you to and and it's sneaky because before you know it you're like me, going, oh, <laughs> I'm just like in my head, I'm the biggest jerk, you know, saying all these things in my mind, like, Garth, or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, I love Garth, but it, it's funny how, how things agitate you or grind you or do whatever when love's not at the top so as we're on this journey please this is all i want to say because i love this this season that we're in of growth just remember this to put love at the top of your spiritual growth okay that's good um just to wrap it up i love this scripture i pretty you pretty much can I pretty much have this scripture in most of my messages. But um, if we could go to John 3.16, I'd like to read it. We'll go through to 17. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. 
For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Selfless faith to live like Christ for all our days.